Today's episode of the Get Home Safe podcast contains explicit language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Monday, February 1st, 2021. We start a new month, the second month of the year. The year that is 2021 as we try to uh, make this year a lot better than 2020. Some would argue that January 2021 was a an extension really of 2020. Not much change. There was some bad. There was uh, not as many good things. But uh, anyway... We are, uh, like it or not, we're still still rolling along, and uh, we, we're here in February, the shortest month shortest month uh, of the year, only 28 days. So, uh, you know, rent comes a little quicker in this month, all those great things, all the things. It's like, oh, wait, is this a leap year? Is this the one year where it's, where, where it's uh, 29 days, not 28? Nope, 28 days uh, in 2021, not a leap year. So uh, get... Uh, get all your responsibilities done in a timely manner. It's going to, it's going to be March before you know it. Uh, anyway, happy Monday to everyone out there. Thank you for joining us, uh, whether you're listening today or, you know, later on during the week, uh, I was able to record an episode with my brother, Sam Hersema on Sunday night. So you're going to hear from Sam today, not just me. You're here. You will hear him and I arguing and, you know, giving our thoughts on some different topics, but the, the big news from the weekend was in the NFL and there was not an NFL game played this weekend as it is the uh, off week between uh, the championship Sunday and the Super Bowl. But there was some big news on Saturday night and it affected some Los Angeles uh, Rams fans here in Southern California. The Rams and the Detroit Lions made a huge trade trading quarterbacks. Matt Stafford from the Lions is headed to Los Angeles, and uh, the Lions in return will be sent Rams quarterback Jared Goff, as well as the Rams' first-round draft picks in 2021 and 2022, as well as a future third-round draft pick. So, uh, you know, Matt Stafford came at quite a price for the Rams. Uh, some would argue here who has the who's getting the better end of the deal. I was uh, at work Saturday night finishing up things and just looking forward to getting out of there and getting home and, and enjoying Saturday night and, and Sunday, obviously, my my day off. And I looked down at my phone and I saw texts from friends and thinking, man, this is, what is this? Is this a, a proposed trade? What's going on? And then I realized, oh man, this actually happened. So I couldn't believe it. Right off the bat, I didn't like what I was hearing. Goff got a lot of criticism the past few years. Um, he, he's regressed a little bit, but I still see him as that guy that was an MVP candidate in, in, you know, 2018, a guy with a lot of potential, a guy that kind of, you know, when Sean McVay got to the Rams really came out of his shell, he kind of was up against it that first year in 2016. Uh, but, but I, I see in golf, I always believed in him and, and yeah, he struggled. He turned the ball over. He'd go through weird stretches, but I thought in general, you know, he was, 
not a great quarterback, but a good quarterback and a guy that uh, with the right pieces around him was going to excel. And, and he had some success, had some playoff wins under his belt, got another one this year, even though he wasn't the starter, came off the bench with the broken thumb and everything. But his time in Los Angeles is done, and the Rams will be welcoming to Los Angeles uh, Matt Stafford, uh, who's been with the Lions for 12 years, no playoff wins under his belt. But when you play with, for the Lions, then, you know, uh, they don't have a lot of playoff success. They haven't won a playoff game in uh, who knows how long. Uh, so anyway, Matt Stafford, a veteran presence at the quarterback position and a guy that I'm curious to see what what he does here with the Rams because uh, you, you can't you can't really argue with the fact that the Rams have a really good foundation. They got all the pieces in place. The one issue was kind of the inconsistent play at quarterback. Now you bring in a guy like Matt Stafford who's in his 30s, uh, who's got two years remaining on the contract he signed in Detroit, so that saves the Rams some money where maybe they can make some more moves. And in two years, if, if it kind of doesn't work out with Stafford, you can go another direction. Uh, but it is weird that the Rams trade away a guy that was the number one overall pick in the 2016 draft. Now they get Matt Stafford, who was the number one overall pick in uh, the 2009 draft, I believe it was. So uh, I, I guess you're not losing a whole lot there, just kind of the years of experience, right? And a lot of people have said over the years that Stafford really – if he was in a better situation, uh, maybe his numbers would, would jump off the charts a little bit more. He'd, he'd get a little bit more recognition if he wasn't a lion. Um, so I'm curious to see what happens here. I wish Jared Goff nothing but the best. I've been pulling for the guy a long time. I've believed in him. Uh, but clearly the Rams uh, wanted to part ways and move on. And there's some there's been some speculation about some text messages and things uh, that were sent regarding uh, a group message with uh, Jared Goff and McVay. I, I, I haven't seen any confirmed reports of that, so I don't want to comment. But if you guys are curious, uh, just do some Google Jared Goff text messages, uh, things he said about, uh, well, I'll let you guys figure it out. But I don't want to speak on it because nothing is confirmed and I don't want to just throw stuff out there. Uh, like I, I do plenty of that already, right? So huge news for uh, LA sports, uh, specifically the LA Rams, even though... Uh, they are not in the Super Bowl. Uh, they they were definitely on the front page of the sports the the sports news right sports page. So uh, L.A. Rams. I'll tell you this: Les Snead, Kevin Demoff, the the executives for the L.A. Rams, they definitely uh, have been making some moves over the the past few years. They are they are not sitting on their hands. They have uh, tr- made trades and acquired guys and paid free agents. And I don't think they're done. I think they brought in a veteran presence to kind of win now with Matt Stafford hoping uh, with the pieces around him that they will win. And I, I think the Rams make a few more splashes here in the offseason uh, once the Super Bowl's done and, and we move into March and everything. But uh, first, we got to play that Super Bowl game. So happy Super Bowl week. I know it will be very different this year without the teams being in the city and you know uh, for the week long and the press conferences and everything. The Buccaneers are obviously already in Tampa Bay, so so they get the home home field advantage, I guess you could say, in the preparation I'm not sure when the Chiefs are coming into town, but uh, it's still exciting. Very exciting. Uh, You're not going to get that radio row and all that media presence in Tampa Bay, to my knowledge, where kind of all the the sports radio shows go into the Super Bowl city for the week, uh, doing all their shows leading up to the big game. But, uh, hey, adjustments uh, have needed to be made. Uh, I'm going to talk with Sam about the Super Bowl, about the big Rams trade. I talked to you guys earlier Last week about, you know, I'm going to have a segment regarding 
um, like ejections where basically I'm going to eject someone for the day, for the, for the week or whatever. If, 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 uh, I hear something from maybe the media or uh, celebrity or just anybody, something that I hear maybe in the news, I'm like, you know what? You need to be ejected for the day. And, uh, I haven't uh, decided who did, who to, uh, start that off with. So if you guys have any ideas, anyone that kind of angers you, maybe doesn't says something that doesn't sit well with you, throw it my way, see what I have to say. And, uh, maybe I will make them a feature for two or three minutes, just saying, Hey, this is what somebody said. Uh, I think it's completely bonkers and, uh, let's, let's throw them out of the game because they completely crossed the line here. Those are my thoughts. I don't know if it's going to come to fruition or not, or if it's going to be a quality segment, but again, I'm thinking outside the box here on the get home safe podcast. Uh, speaking of podcasts, I'm going to tell Sam this too. I, I officially think I'm obsessed with podcasts. I, I listen to them all day at work, all day. If I'm by myself, I have one in my ear here at home. Um, I've watched a few shows here and there. I have a few shows that I'm working on gradually. Uh, but if I kind of sit down, don't, don't know what to watch and there's not sports on, I will watch a podcast. I'll throw it up on YouTube and I will watch some of the ones that are televi- or, uh, televised and put on YouTube. I'm just... I don't know what it is. I'm just obsessed with this stuff. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy hearing people talk about their stories or their uh, real life issues. And, and I don't know, it's a sense of reality in this kind of crazy world that we're in. So it's fun for me to hear that. And plus I get to learn a little bit. So, uh, man, I, I just Saturdays and Sundays that aren't the normal podcast days as far as things I listen to. So it's a little odd, but I got through it, had a nice weekend with Valerie hanging out on Sunday. She got her podcast out. She's, she's been off of that for a few months, taking a break. Uh, she's starting her official second season of her Lady Pipers podcast. So for those of you interested in music and some stories about, uh, you know, women bagpipers and, and things of that nature, uh, give her a listen. Her episodes come out once a week and they're only about 30 minutes or so. Uh, so very proud of her for jumping back in the saddle and doing that. Looking forward to hearing that episode uh, tomorrow. Cause I believe, let's see, no, she put an episode Sunday night. So uh, I'm looking forward to hearing that from her. But that's pretty much all we did. We each worked on our podcasts. I watched some podcasts on TV, relaxed a little bit. And uh, man, before you know it, it was the end of Sunday. And I'm sitting here recording on Sunday night thinking to myself, well, this time next week, we'll we'll have a Super Bowl champion. And uh, I know Sam will be here. We'll, we'll watch the game together and kind of have a bittersweet moment as the football season ends. But, you know, in, in lieu of uh, what's happened here with – the NFL offseason already starting with this big trade between the Rams and the Lions. I think we're in for a real treat here in the uh, the next few months, even after football season. So anyway, happy February, guys. Here we are in the new month, in the year 2021. And uh, we're going to start our work week off a little different this week. I told you last week we're going to move the Suds with Studs segment to Mondays to kind of get things rolling. Maybe It fits a little better, I think, with my sports conversation and just my overall talk with my brother Sam. He and I only go to about an hour usually, so I figured let's do a Suds with Studs on Monday. Get the week started. Get get inspired from all of us who are drinking our coffee, just not dreading going to work, right? Let's hear something that can kind of motivate us and be like, all right, let's get this week going. So uh, new new time, uh, new channel, I guess, if you will, but the same uh, Suds with Studs uh, content at, that we've had in the past that we used to do on Fridays. So uh, this one's eh, 10 minutes or so. Uh, it's someone you've all heard of. And it's uh, somebody that from their experience, I'm sure we can all uh, truly respect and admire. And we've all heard this story before, but I did want to take a moment to say it here on this podcast. So guys, happy Monday. Take a uh, 
take a sip of your coffee or uh, whenever you're listening, take a sip of water, whatever, and uh, enjoy our first Suds with Studs segment on Mondays as we move forward here on the Get Home Safe podcast. Well, we're trying something new on Mondays. We have moved our segment Suds with Studs to Mondays rather than Fridays. I think it's a better fit. And you know what? It's a it's a good way in my mind to get the get the week started off right. We can uh, get some inspiration, hear about some heroes, and really kind of motivate us to, uh, to get our week going. And so uh, that's kind of why we're doing this now uh, on Mondays rather than Fridays. Uh, we talk a lot of sports on Mondays, but on Fridays we have that long-form interview that uh, takes up some time and we don't want to rush these things. So we're moving, uh, we've moved uh, Suds with Studs to Mondays. And uh, we're going to give this a try here for the time being. Uh, we, we call it Suds with Studs because these are people that we would absolutely love to sit down and have a beer with. And not just by the first round, but every single round. And uh, today, I decided uh, we're going to talk about somebody I think everybody knows, everyone is well aware of. And uh, they're no longer with us. They passed away. Uh, he passed away in 2018. Uh, his name is John McCain. Uh, Mr. McCain was a senator from Arizona from 1987 until his death in 2018. Uh, but I think he was most famously known for his service in Vietnam, uh, his time as a prisoner of war, some uh, really uh, terrible things that he went through as a pilot uh, for in the United States uh, Navy. Um, we're going to read a little bit about him here. Uh, he was a rank of captain. He was a POW uh, in Vietnam. Uh, he he's, he's a, was awarded the Silver Star. He's a, a recipient of the, the Bronze Star, uh, Purple Heart, and countless other awards. Uh, so I want to talk to you a little bit about John McCain's military service. And again, whether we, we know he became a politician and one of the, he ran for president a couple times. Uh, somebody that's very famous, but I want to say about John McCain, whether you agreed or disagreed with his politics, you got to look at his service and what he went through. He is an American hero, somebody that uh, I think the military can uh, be extremely proud of and somebody we should all uh, be inspired by some of the things he went through, some of the things that I think a, a lesser man would not have been able to make through, make it through. And uh, John McCain, God bless him uh, for his service. Let's let's read a little bit about that right now. Uh, John McCain graduated from the United States Naval Academy in 1958 and received a commission in the United States Navy. He became a naval aviator and flew ground attack aircraft from aircraft carriers. During the Vietnam War, McCain almost died in 1967, the USS Forrestal Fire, while on a bombing mission during Operation Rolling Thunder over Hanoi in October of 1967, he was shot down, seriously injured, and captured by the North Vietnamese. McCain was a prisoner of war until 1973. He experienced episodes of torture and refused an out-of-sequence early release. During the war, McCain sustained wounds that left him with lifelong physical disabilities. He retired from the Navy as a captain in 1981 and moved to Arizona, where he entered politics. In 1982, he was elected to the U.S. House of Representatives, where he served two terms and then eventually became a senator in 1987. He ran for president in the primary of the Republican Party in 2000 and was defeated by the future president, George W. Bush, and in 2008 received the Republican nomination uh, 
for uh, presidency and was defeated by the 43rd, excuse me, 44th president of the United States, Barack Obama. Uh, I'll read here specifically about uh, Mr. McCain's uh, military career as I just kind of gave you a broad stroke there. Um, Let's see here. He completed flight school in 1960. Uh, he was he was flying off of air, aircraft carriers uh, that that mission or not mission but that uh, that event on the aircraft carrier almost took his life and on the U.S. forestal uh, bombing or uh, explosion there I should say and uh, really really fortunate that he was able to survive that uh, so let's see here. McQueen requested McCain. McCain requested a combat assignment and was assigned to the to the aircraft carrier USS Forrestal. His combat duty began when he was 30 years old in mid-1967 when Forrestal was assigned to a bombing campaign, Operation Rolling Thunder, during the Vietnam War. Stationed in the Gulf of Tonkin, McCain and his fellow pilots became frustrated by micromanagement from Washington, and he later wrote, quote, In all candor, we thought our civilian commanders were complete idiots who didn't have the least notion of what it took to win the war, end of quote. On July 29, 1967, McCain was a lieutenant commander when he was near the center of the USS Forrestal Fire. He escaped from his burning jet and was trying to help another pilot escape when a bomb exploded. McCain was struck in the legs and chest by fragments. The ensuing fire killed 134 sailors and took 24 hours to control. With the Forrestal out of commission, McCain volunteered for assignment with the USS Oriskany, another aircraft carrier employed in Operation Rolling Thunder. There, he was awarded the Navy Commendation Medal and the Bronze Star for missions flown over North Vietnam. As a prisoner of war, uh, McCain was taken prisoner on October 26, 1967. He was flying his 23rd bombing mission over North Vietnam when his A-4E Skyhawk was shot down by a missile over Hanoi. McCain fractured both arms and a leg when he ejected from the aircraft and nearly drowned after he parachuted into Truk Bak Lake. Some North Vietnamese pulled him ashore, then others crushed his shoulder with a rifle butt and bayoneted him. McCain was then transported to Hanoi's main Ho Lo prison, nicknamed the Hanoi Hilton. Although McCain was seriously wounded and injured, his captors refused to treat him. They beat and interrogated him to get information, and he was given medical care only when the North Vietnamese discovered that his father was an admiral. His status as a prisoner of war made the front pages of major American newspapers. McCain spent six years in the hospital where he received marginal care. He had lost 50 pounds, he was in a chest cast, and his gray hair had turned white. McCain was sent to a different camp on the outskirts of Hanoi. In December 1967, McCain was placed in a cell with two other Americans who did not expect him to live more than a week. In March 1968, McCain was placed in solitary confinement where he remained for two years. In mid-1968, his father, John S. McCain Jr., was named commander of all U.S. forces in the Vietnam theater, and the North Vietnamese offered McCain early release because they wanted to appear merciful for the propaganda purposes and also to show other POWs that elite prisoners were willing to be treated preferentially. McCain refused repatriation, repatriation unless every man taken in before him was also released. Such early release was prohibited by the POWs 
inter- interpretation of the military code of conduct, which states in Article 3, quote, I will accept neither parole nor special favors from the enemy, end of quote. To prevent the enemy from using prisoners for propaganda, officers were to agree to be released in the order in which they were captured. Beginning in August 1968, McCain was subjected subject, subjected to a program of severe torture. He was bound and beaten every two hours. This punishment occurred at the same time that he was suffering from heat exhaustion and dysentery. Further injuries brought McCain to the point of suicide, but his preparations were in, interrupted by guards. Eventually, McCain made an anti-U.S. propaganda, quote, confession end of quote, he had always felt that his statement was dishonorable, but he, but as he later wrote, quote, I had learned what we all learned over there. Every man has his breaking point. I had reached mine, end of quote. Many U.S. POWs were tortured and maltreated in order to extract, quote, confessions and propaganda statements. Virtually all of them eventually yielded something to their captors. McCain received two to three beatings weekly because of his continued refusal to sign additional statements. McCain refused to meet other various anti-war groups seeking peace in Hanoi, wanting to give neither them nor the North Vietnamese a propaganda victory. From late 1969, treatment of McCain and many of the other POWs became more tolerable, while McCain continued to resist the camp authorities. McCain and other prisoners cheered the USS the US Christmas bombing campaign of December 1972 viewing it as a forceful measure to push North Vietnam to terms. McCain was a prisoner of war in North Vietnam for five and a half years until his release on March 14, 1973 along with 108 other prisoners of war. His wartime injuries left him permanently incapable of raising his arms above his head. After the war, McCain, accompanied by his family and his second wife, Cindy, returned to the site on a few occasions in efforts to trying to come to terms with what happened to him there during his capture. Well, it goes without saying that uh, Mr. John McCain is an absolute hero, somebody that went through things that none of us can even imagine. I wanted to mention his name today to... uh, just, just let everybody know that no matter what you're going through, no matter how hard things may seem, I mean, there's people who have come before us who've gone through just such traumatic moments and experiences. And uh, I'm not saying you need to treat your life as though you're a POW going through these horrible things, but man, you can't hear something like that without being inspired and, and without kind of digging a little deeper that that maybe things aren't so bad, that maybe the obstacles we have and we go through on a daily basis or weekly basis, man, uh, we can toughen up just a little bit more, maybe gain some inspiration from Mr. McCain. He's no longer with us, but I can promise you this, that if he was, he is someone that I would absolutely love to sit down and have a beer with and not just by the first round, but every single round. God bless you, Mr. McCain. Um, you you were a great politician, but I, I think as a as a leader um, in, in the military, that trans and your experiences that really translated into you as a politician. And you know what? You are not somebody I agreed with on everything, nor did a lot of people. All right, but it was your your passion, your energy, your your willingness to to fight, to uh, go th- pers- 
conquer adversity. I think that uh, a lot of people could truly respect and admire. So, uh, Mr. McCain, God bless you uh, and and your legacy. And you are one of the uh, many people we want to continue to talk about here on our weekly segment, Suds with Studs. Okay, I'm joined once again, finally, with my brother, Sam Hersema. It's been almost a month since we last talked. I think last time we chatted, Sam, the Cleveland Browns were winning a playoff game. So it's been a long time. How are you doing, my brother? Doing great, man. Had to take a, uh, had to take a few weeks off for uh, uh, <laughs> mental health. And mental health, there you go. <laughs> well, now that I'm back, I, I can actually say it, but... I went to go see dad in Arizona and uh, it was a good time. We, had, we had got to watch the uh, Rams lose and uh, it was well worth the trip of 410 miles. Was it as, was it as nice watching them lose in another state as it was here in California? Well, I mean, when you're in Arizona, you're an Arizona Cardinals fan. So <laughs> technically, technically I didn't, my team didn't lose. I, didn't I find, <laughs> I think it's appalling, Sam, that you traveled during this, uh, this pandemic, uh, you know, all these, all these restrictions and everything. And you just said, uh, I, I'm leaving the state on my own accord. I mean, that is somewhat dangerous, but uh, Hey, I'm glad to see you back safe. Oh, it's very dangerous to go from a, to go from a, a, a hotspot. <laughs> area to a area that has like 10 cases yeah yeah, i know yeah if i if i actually were to report that to my work i'd have to stay out for two weeks but i'm a bigger (laughs) man than that i i actually like working i'm not gonna play the game like most people do well, hopefully no one's listening. I don't think they will. And anyone who is listening, if you if you uh, if you don't have a life where you have to report people, then uh, you're a total loser. So anyway, yeah, glad to have you here, Sam. Glad to have you back. We were texting during the game. Uh, the Rams season ended, and that was a few weeks ago. But I gotta tell you, there's been some uh, rather big news uh, about the Rams here that occurred yesterday. We're recording Sunday night. Um, and a week from right now, just about there will be a Super Bowl champion. But right now, I got to tell you, all the news is about the Los Angeles Rams, which is hard to say. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I had a I had a night to sleep on it, and I I get it. I guess it, it was it was basically all about money, and you know, I I wish the best for Jared Goff. I hope he. I hope he does very well going, going on in the future, but uh, yeah, Matt Stafford, I can't say I'm excited about that. Well, well, we'll look at it this way, Sam. It's like any relationship, you know, people are in relationships and they, they constantly complain about who they have. Right. But then the second there is a breakup, I think that's when your true feelings really come out. Right. Like you and I have both expressed frustrations over Jared Goff, but the fact that he's gone now, it's kind of like, Oh no, don't go like, don't go. You know, you and I have both been there in relationships and such. And I think if most people are honest, you really know in that moment when someone leaves, whether you truly did care about them or not. And I got to say, when I first heard the trade, I was a little perplexed. I said, man, he's a young guy. He's had some, some uh, ups and downs, give him some time. I was a little frustrated with the move they made, but again, like you after sleeping on it, I do see kind of, it makes a little bit more sense, 
but but what do you think of my my relationship analogy? Do you do you understand what I'm saying there? Sounds great. It was I I've I've been in that scenario. It's you know if you have to move on from somebody and save some money along the way, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ultimately that's what it's all about: rearranging a contract, if you know what I mean. <laughs> that's funny. Exactly. <laughs> oh boy. Well. Uh, Jared Goff, he had just signed the four-year, 135 million. Let's see, 35, 140. Carry the one. I don't know. Uh, he was going to be making 35 million a year. I don't know all the structure and everything. Stafford had signed his deal in like 2017, so he was coming at a little cheaper. Basically, Stafford is under contract for two more years after this season. So the Rams are going to have him for two years, and by that point, he'll be in his mid-30s, and they'll have a decision to make after that. Uh, Goff now goes to Detroit with four years, a four-year contract that the Lions are going to totally pay for. So it does save the Rams some money. However, they did lose not one, but two first-round draft picks in 2021 and 2022, as well as a third-round draft pick. So say what you want about the third-round draft pick. Losing two first-round draft picks is a pretty big deal, right, Sam? But but we've seen the Rams, they, they kind of give, give away their first round draft picks like candy the past few years. Yeah, true. It, but I don't know, our good, uh, uh, your good uh, Wednesday co-host, uh, Bill Barnes, made a good point on, on his little post on the uh, LA Rams fan page that you have. It, you know, how many first round busts do you really see? And how many of them are like turn out to be great athletes, great, like actually make something of themselves in the NFL. So like, it's, it's okay. Maybe they're going with the Los Angeles Lakers mentality where you're not in it for drafts. You're in it to get superstars now, which Matt, Matt Stafford is not a superstar now, but you know, there, there may be plans for something bigger. He Stafford can perform as well as Goff with the right team around him and he already has the right offense around him. So I, I don't know, man. Well, well, I find it interesting. You, you say a few points there that I want to follow up on. First of all, the, since the Rams have come to Los Angeles, they have bought into the win now mentality. They've, they are very much Los Angeles. They, they are, you know, the Lakers, the Dodgers, big free agent type of teams, right. That have made some moves. Make no mistake about it. Whether you're a Rams fan or not, you gotta you gotta agree that the Rams in Los Angeles, they have had a different mentality. They've gone after the big free agents, the Jalen Ramseys, locking up someone like uh, Aaron Donald. Uh, it didn't work out, but they went after Brandon Cooks. They paid Todd Gurley big money. They have established themselves as an organization that is going to pay stars money, attract the big names to this market right now. Not planned for the future. They are a win now uh, organization that's their plan i respect that it does worry me about the long run but there is something to be said right about hey bring in the people now the window is now i mean i don't think enough people do that it, it scares scares me a little but i do think you could clearly see what the rams are doing can't you of course dude. It, it's it's you have to play to your market and LA is all about win. Now LA has always been about that. Yeah. Cause we're used to the Lakers. We're used to the Dodgers, even though, you know, like it took, it took my almost my entire life to get a, a world series, but 
yeah, the, the Rams are just they're, they're going to keep they're going to keep I dude, there are big moves in play that neither one of us understand. No, no. And you know what? I I absolutely love and respect Les Need. He's made some moves. I mean, when they traded for Jalen Ramsey last year, late in the season, they were saying, we're all in. We don't have much hope to get to the playoffs, but we're all in. They traded away Marcus Peters, another first-round draft pick. I mean, you know what's funny, Sam, is, is ironically the last first-round draft pick the Rams had was Jared Goff at number one overall. The number one overall pick, they trade him away to another former number one overall pick in Matt Stafford, who's been in the league for 12 years. And I know it has to do with who's around you and everything, but Jared Goff has put together a few playoff wins under his belt in his young career. Matthew Stafford in 12 years has yet to achieve a playoff win. So what do you make of that? I mean, he played for the Lions, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's a, yeah, that says it. Yeah, it's, I think, I think that Stafford is almost, what is it? What do you call it? You call it a, the Rams are doing a lateral move for somebody who's just a little bit older. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not any, they're not any worse off with Stafford, but they're not any better off. I, I, I could kind of agree with that. Now, now I've been a defender of golf. I, I, I remember the guy that uh, stepped onto the scene in 2017, had a great year. 2018 was an MVP candidate for goodness sakes, had an amazing year yet. Yes. He regressed in 2019. And again, in, in probably 2020, but I've seen the talent in Jared Goff. I know what he can be, but I do think there was something in there, maybe a frustration with head coach Sean McVay that said, you know what, if we can go get a proven veteran, maybe not a proven winner, but somebody who has played well on a bad football team, uh, maybe there's something there because we know this, Sam, the Rams have a good defense. They got a pretty decent O-line. They got a great run game. Now their head coach is wonderful. Uh, they are built to win now. And if they get some more productive play from their quarterback, they can win now. And you know what? They better win now after these moves. Yeah. It, but don't, dude, don't put it all on Stafford. That, that's not, I, in all honesty, I do not think that that's the Rams end game. I don't think Stafford is the end game. I think that it was just a move to save money. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to trade this quarterback who is, you know, having a down year and get another quarterback who is almost equivalent in, in that athleticism and, and um, I can't think of the damn word right now, athleticism and, you know, just <clears throat> being able to like perform on the field. Consistency. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah, consistency. He like he's he's stat padford, man. He's he's gonna he's, he's gonna he's gonna pad his stats, but but there, there's no after I was I was furious last night and I texted you about it, but like you like you have been saying you you had a night to sleep on it. I had a night to sleep on it. It wasn't the worst move in the world, and I I hope that I honestly I hope that golf becomes a monster in Detroit. I really I, hope he does. I do too. I, I worry about their head coach there, uh, their new head coach that is just kind of like, you hear him speak and you're like, what, what are you saying? So I, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is going to be there forever. I don't believe in the bears and Kirk cousins and, uh, and their head coach, uh, you know, they, they're going to go away, I think here soon. So maybe, maybe the lions build something. Um, I, I will say that you look at Matt Stafford, he has two years left in the contract. So worst case scenario, 
in two years when the Rams finally do have a number one draft pick again, you know, they can draft another quarterback uh, or, or maybe they'll trade that pick. I don't know, make another free agent acquisition, but if they have any success with Matt Stafford, they can then re-sign him to a couple years. It's not going to cost them, you know, the, the, the quarterback in his prime type of money. So they'll be able to make some moves. And I will say with this money freed up, there are going to be some moves here in March. I don't know who they're going to sign, but I guarantee you they, they bring in one, maybe two uh, guys that, uh, that really can make a difference. Maybe it's, it's re-signing Brandon Floyd. I, I don't know. I don't know what, what, the, what the situation is, but uh, after sleeping on it, I feel better about the trade in Matthew Stafford. You got to give him the benefit of the doubt, being on the Lions, playing in that, for that organization, one of the worst run organizations in the world. Um, but I got to ask you, Sam, let's, let's, let's focus on the Rams front office here. I thought last week the media was overreacting to the comments made by Les Snead by him saying, Jared is our quarterback, you know, in this moment. And everyone I thought overreacted. And I thought because the, the, the reporter asked the question, Hey, in this moment, what can you say about Jared Goff being the quarterback? And that's why Les Snead said what he said. So I thought the media was overreacting, but there was something to it. And I mean, what can you say about Kevin Demoff, Les Snead, uh, Stan Kroenke's the owner. He just signs the checks and stays out of the way. Since the Rams have come to Los Angeles, what do you make of them being kind of wheelers and dealers and just, they are not afraid to make moves, even trading the quarterback they drafted four years ago at number one overall. Well, all that at this moment, quarterback nonsense. That was just clickbait, dude. It's, <laughs> it's, they're trying. They're trying to get you. They're trying to stir up a story when there isn't really a fucking story. Mm-hmm. It, it is what it is. But you know, I I got a lot of respect ever since they got to LA. Like they've only improved, mm-hmm. and uh, they they've had their down moments. Don't get me wrong, but. When you really, I mean, you got to the Super Bowl, what, the second year they were in LA? Uh, third year. Third year, third year, my bad. And, you know, there was that, what was it, last season? Last season, they didn't even make the playoffs, right? Correct. And then this season, this season, they actually overachieved. I did not expect them to get that far. So, but <clears throat> we, you and I, people like you and me are, used to a six and 10 team at best. They, they've done a good, they've done a good job actually trying to build a team and it's, and it is, it should be win now because, you know, by my calculation, the last time the Rams won a Super Bowl, you know, I was in sixth grade um, and they were in St. Louis. And last time they were in a Super Bowl before that, what was the seventies against Pittsburgh? 79. Yeah. Yeah, so they're they're developing a new concept of you know just win now. Yeah, why not? Why not just go all out and make make your team um, make your te- make your team entertaining and make your team uh, your team uh, what's it called? Uh, Interesting, relevant. I mean, this you know, is Los you know, Angeles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true, and you have to you have to you you have to you have to doll up your team a little bit. You have to make it beautiful. You have to make it tempt you you have to you have to be like oh i might cheat on my other team with this with this girl you know 
that's just how it is. That's, well, that's how I, it think, is I think they, they are buying the love of some fans here. They know their situation. They know they got dropped into a city that is passionate about sports, is used to winning, and most football fans are rooting for another team uh, than them. And so they have to be interesting. They're competing against not only the Dodgers and the Lakers, but US, USC football, if they ever get interesting. Uh, heck, the sunshine, Disneyland, the beach. There's other things here in Los Angeles. If you're not interesting, if, you're, if you don't have a, a draw, then uh, people aren't going to tune in. They're just not. They're going to go look at the Hollywood sign or, or whatever. Uh, it's not too often the Rams are on the front page, and it was cool to see last night uh, and this morning uh, that they were with this big trade, that they've really kicked off this free agency frenzy that we're going to see in the NFL. And, and, and kind of uh, following up on that, I mean, there's definitely a new approach in the NFL. There used to not be trades in the middle of the season. Free agency, it wasn't as big of a deal. Are you starting, Sam, to see that the NFL is, it's becoming a little bit more not a, you know like the NBA where uh, free agency is almost better than the, the in-season uh, games itself, right? Yeah, and it, it, you know, free agency should always be a big, be, be a big push for that. It's, yeah. You draft, I want to see a percentage of first round draft picks that fail and first round, first round draft picks that succeed. Mm-hmm. I, I really want to see a percentage of that because like in my lifetime, first round, if you're picked in the first round, it usually means you're going to fail. You know, like it, the draft does not mean anything to me. Like it's, like, it's yeah. like, okay, cool. Like, you know, you got, <laughs> oh, you got it cool. You pick, you pick, you picked a kid who's maybe, maybe going to be good. Maybe not. He was great in college, but that's, that's like JV compared yeah. to varsity. You know? No, no, I'm a guy that loves the NFL draft. I sit there, I watch every pick. I, I, I love it because I love the projection. I love how it's the blending of the college and the professional game at the same time. But I can remember to your point, I remember when Torrey Holt was, was drafted as a, as a Ram. I go, who's this guy? I wanted them to draft a Cade McNown out of UCLA because the Rams had no quarterback. I go, I go, Torrey Holt, who's this guy? Going to be a Hall of Famer if he's not already. Uh, Aaron Donald. I hadn't heard of Aaron Donald from Pittsburgh. I'm like, okay, D Lyman, cool. One of the best players to ever play the position. So there are times when first round talent does jump off the page at you, but you're right. There's plenty of guys that have failed that have, that have gone by the wayside, you know? Um, and it's not just the Rams organization either. How many first round quarterbacks are projected to be all everything? I mean, Josh Rosen hasn't played any snaps. Dwayne Haskins. He's, he's immature. He's going to be out of the league. Uh, Cam Newton had some good years. Uh, heck Sam, look at, look at this Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, the first and second picks, in the 2016 NFL draft, Jared's onto a new team. Carson, his future's kind of up in the air. It's just crazy. This is what makes the NFL so great, isn't it? It is. And I, to me, I have a specific role when it comes to drafting in the first round. And no one really gives a shit about my opinion, but <laughs> never draft a quarterback, never draft a running back in the first round. Draft mm-hmm. linemen draft defensive backs, draft everything else other than your your little pretty boy players. <laughs> draft everything else. Because, you know, logic logic has always told me that it's not... You're gambling on a, like, one in maybe one in 20, one in 20 shot yeah. that that quarterback is actually going to make it. 
No, I, or that I, running back is actually going to make it. Reggie Bush was the best college talent I've ever seen in my life. That's mm-hmm. my life. Not, not ever. But he had an underwhelming, I mean, he, won, he, he got a Super Bowl because of Drew Brees, but he had an underwhelming career yeah. in, the, in the NFL. Not like, a game changer. Yeah. Not and, a, yeah. And, and that was the best college talent I have ever seen in my, in my life. Heck, you could that, look what at, does that tell you? It, it does tell you something. I mean, that is one thing. Like we argue with Fred Monteblanco all the time. He he doesn't like the NFL, and I, and he's always about college. And I'm like, Fred, fine, you don't like it. But what does it tell you when the best, some of the best players you've ever seen in college don't make it in the NFL? Doesn't that tell you how how big of a jump NFL is? I mean, think of that. Matt Leinart and um, uh, Vince Young. Two quarterbacks in that championship game. They didn't have stellar careers by any means. I mean, it's just, you're right. And and, and Sam, on your point, a, there's a big difference in money between a first-round quarterback or running back and a first-round offensive lineman or, a, you know, strong safety. Like, the money is ends up being different. So it's almost like getting more value, more bang for your buck if you do go another route besides the non, uh, you know, kind of glamorous positions. Yeah, I, I I know it sounds crazy, but I I I I would never draft a quarterback. I, I would find one in free agency. Well, you know, there's something to be look at. Not everyone is Tom Brady. Tom Brady's drafted 199th. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, the other quarterback in the Super Bowl this this week, uh, he was drafted behind Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, there's the 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 GMs in this league it's almost a roll of a uh, roll of the dice. You look at guys on paper, you think, okay, they did this, they did that. But ultimately you don't know. You don't know. I mean, Joe Montana was drafted. I think the third round, I, I could be mistaken. Uh, John Elway drafted first overall. He worked out. Uh, I think he was first overall. Anyway, you just don't know. There's plenty of busts who, who, and, and also guys who come out of nowhere. So as far as the draft goes, you're right. It is a hit or miss. The Rams haven't had a first round draft pick since 2016. They're not going to have one until 2023 as of now, but I guarantee you this, they're going to make some moves. And they were in the elite eight of the playoffs in 2020. Yes, sir. That shows you something. They they found themselves a running back. They actually have a couple uh, run DMC, three running backs. If we're honest. Um, Yeah. Their second round wide receiver uh, Van Jefferson. They got, he, that's that's quality talent. They're set at tight end, uh, offensive line. They're really young in the secondary, but with Jalen Ramsey leading those guys, uh, they're a scary thought to be to piece together. Uh, I do like what I saw with the Rams' defensive coordinator hire. I thought uh, Raheem Morris, who's been a head coach in this league, I thought that was an excellent hire at defensive coordinator after seeing Brandon Staley take the LA Chargers job. What do you think? Yeah, he's that's a good hire, and he's he's not gonna he's already said he's not gonna change much, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I think they're still gonna stay with uh, what is it three four, three four, mm-hmm. three four. I I think he actually said that that they're they're still gonna stay with that. So I we'll see what he can do. It'll be interesting to actually watch. I I think he's a good coach. Yeah, yeah, he, he definitely has, and you know what he he. Anytime you're a head coach, you're gonna you're gonna get uh, grief for everything that goes on, but he's always been a pretty 
steady defensive coordinator in this league. And so uh, I'm excited, man. Is it September yet? Let, let's get this thing kicked off. Uh, let's, uh, let's, get, let's get to that first week of September and play some football. But first, we got March when the offseason officially begins. There'll be plenty of free agent moves, the draft in April, and then uh, all that building up to the summer. It's going to be an exciting uh, few months in the offseason after the Super Bowl gets played on Sunday, man. I'm, uh, this is great. I've never, I didn't think I could like the NFL more than I did. And then when you take into account, there is no off season. It's just non-playing season, man. These, these months, uh, what is it? February and through August. Those are, those are exciting months now. Yeah, it'd be fun. It, <laughs> I, I just hope the Rams keep making some moves. Just sign, yeah. re-sign, re-sign a couple of players on defense. And, you know, I, I still want one deep threat for the Rams. So that's true. That's true. But I, but I do think Stafford prob this is the thing. Goff throws a pretty good deep ball when he throws it. He doesn't throw it that often. And I think Stafford, he does seem a little bit more comfortable in the pocket. We'll say Um, I'm excited. I hope they piece it together. We got a long way until we see it, but welcome to uh, Los Angeles, Matt Stafford. Maybe, maybe him and Clayton Kershaw can have a few uh, lunches and dinners together and, you know, reunite as they were high school teammates back in the day. And uh, I don't know, maybe he'll feel at home, right at home out here. Yeah, just jerk each other off, whatever gets us wins. <laughs> get some W's, man. Get some W's. Well, uh, Sam, I'm going to get to your Super Bowl predictions at the end of the show. But while we take a break from football, I'm just bouncing around right now. I saw this and I thought of you for some reason. Uh, you know what PETA is? People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Lovely organization. They taste delicious. Yeah. What the <laughs> also known as people eating uh, tasty animals. Uh, but uh, PETA is urging the public to stop using animal names as verbal insults to other humans because it's supremacist language. So calling someone a chicken or a rat or a snake, uh, the, these are these are very hurtful terms that PETA has said. Uh, PETA tweeted out saying words can create a more inclusive world or perpetuate oppression calling someone an animal as an insult reinforces the myth that humans are superior to other animals and justified in violating them stand up for justice by rejecting supremacist language Uh, i want to continue sam before you lose your mind uh words can create a more inclusive world uh let's see i already said that i think yeah i said that part oh here we go uh anti-animal slurs degrade animals by applying negative human traits to certain species, perpetuating the idea that animals are sly, dirty, or heartless. Dis, dis, what is this word? Dissanitizes the public and normalizes violence against other animals. Do you, can you believe what you're hearing? How dare you call someone a, a snake, Sam, or a rat, or a chicken, or, a, or a, I don't even know. You, you can't do that. It's 2021. You can't, you can't refer to people this way. Well, I'll do you one better. Shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, man. What are we becoming? What are we becoming as a society? You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> what is going to be offensive in, t- in the year 2030? Oh, just wait. I can't, I, <laughs> I, I, I no, I know I it, didn't. I didn't run that by you, but I wanted to get your instant reaction because I saw it and I went, "Oh, this will be good." 
<laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to give you my approval to not edit anything out that I'm about to say. Oh boy. Please tread lightly. This is a family show. We have a lot of care youth league listeners, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who thinks that way oh boy. needs to be taken off this planet. Uh-oh. You are the fucking problem. Okay. And I'm not, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say that you in, I'm not going to say anything further than that, <laughs> but, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I am trying to be as politically correct as possible. Ship them to the fucking moon. <laughs> they don't treat oh, animals yeah. bad on the moon. Yeah. No, let's oh. You care about animals somewhat. You can't. Okay, let's care about criminals. Let's care about murderers, and let's care about animals. Okay, I think chickens are delicious. First of all, like, relax, my dear brother. It's been a long month without you. You've left me alone on Sunday nights to sit here by myself, rambling away. The poor people that listen to this, they're like, I'm tired of listening to Matt. Like, bring in. Let me bring in Sam for some of his derogatory language. That'd be great. Anyway, happy to have you back. We said we record earlier. We said we try to, you know, while the sun was up, we try to make this happen, and uh, we we waited throughout the day. We were both busy, but uh, it's fun. It's always fun to offend somebody. So, <laughs> well, you can't. It's super easy to offend people in twenty twenty one now. Super easy. You don't even have to say anything. You used to walk out your door, and something's offensive. So, uh, we. Uh, we it's offensive it's offensive that i'm white you know <laughs> i think it's offensive that you look like baker mayfield that is offensive to me you look like oh, baker I mayfield i and i do the, the the best part about that is i got my uh haircut by a v i got a vietnamese special over in westminster wow uh, by my lady miss tao miss tao nguyen and you know if you're ever looking for a barber i look pretty good right now well, I, I don't know about that. I mean, what'd you tell her? Hey, look, look at this jerk on the Browns. Make me look like him. Is that what she, you told her? No, I told her, make me look sexy. And she was like, you already do. And... <laughs> okay. So, but... so I came up with this. Uh, so I, well, I have to admit something. First of all, I, I, the first part of recovery is admitting to something. And I got to tell you, I'm officially obsessed with podcasts. I listen to it all day. I get home on my off days. I don't really wa- I watch some shows. But I flip on YouTube and I watch podcasts. I watch people, the ones that are on video. I watch those. I don't know what it is, Sam. You've gotten into a few as well. I, I just like the realness, the reality. Sometimes hearing people have a conversation, uh, that works more for me. It's almost like hearing stories by the campfire. I recently recorded with Dave Carson uh, Jr. He's coming on the show on Friday. That episode will be out. And I told him that I said, I love podcasts. And I think it has to do with uh, him telling stories back in the day. You know, we have TV, we have all these things we could look online, but there's something about hearing voices, hearing stories where you can just sit back and uh, relax and, and enjoy. What do you think? Yeah. So I, I usually listen to podcasts when I'm either working out now, or I'm basically when I'm just at work. So it's it's interesting it's actually really interesting to go from like tv to podcast like i i like hearing actual interviews i like hearing like i started listening to a a civil war one 
recently, hmm. just because. Yeah. Like, listening to the real reasons the Civil War was fought, and yeah, we, we won't go into that. But <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, it's 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 a different concept, and I I, I don't. Sometimes I don't want to watch TV. I just want to flip yeah. on a podcast and go for a, go for a run, go for a walk. You know. Well, one and that I got. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's it's cool. Go ahead. No, I, I was gonna say uh, one that I I suggested to you and you checked out was the the goat, the Tom Brady one, and he was just planning to do a ten part, twelve part series this year. But then as Brady kind of has has advanced in the playoffs, he's added onto those, uh, and they're only like 30, 40 minute episodes. They're really well done. Um, from this journalist who's kind of dived into uh, Tom Brady's success. And, you know, you and I have been texting back and forth a little bit about it. And that one's been a lot of fun to listen to. Oh, that one, dude, that one's so good. I, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the guy who actually did the podcast, but, <laughs> but uh, it, it was very well done props to him. <laughs> the, the, uh, we, we kind of chatted about this a little bit, the Jim Nance uh, and uh, the presidents and Tom Brady golfing. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. That was, that was awesome, dude. That was awesome. What do they say? Like, he was like, it was just like, it was just like eating sandwiches and eating ice cream <laughs> together. Yeah. <laughs> Talking so, yeah. politics or something like that. It was, yeah, it was pretty amazing. That was like one of the, the, I don't know, 10th or 11th episodes in that podcast. It was really good. Uh, big news on Sunday night. Colin Cowherd is actually starting up a podcast network. He's apparently going to have a podcast alongside our boy, Akib Talib, you know, uh, the ex-Ram oh. and, and some other people. Yes. He's great. He's so, I love Akib Talib. Hey, Colin, you know, Colin, uh, Colin. Yeah. You know, it's a, <laughs> I like to sit around and, uh, and drink beer, watch football, Colin. He's just, he's just so funny, dude. He's so real. Uh, but they're going to, I don't know exactly what it means, but cause he's got his three hour radio show, Colin Cowherd, that is, but apparently he's got a little podcast, uh, venture that's coming out. It's starting up soon. Oh, that's going to be great. Akeem Tlaib is still one of my favorites because he swore on live television. <laughs> <laughs> For Jared Goff, uh, RIP Jared Goff when the Cowboys in that. 2018 uh, playoff game or see it would be January. So 2019 when the Cowboys said that they were going to take Jared, Jared Goff's soul before the game and the Rams beat the Cowboys. And uh, yeah, Jared Goff was being interviewed and Aqib Tlaib came over and said, uh, they are not taking, they, they did not take your, uh, your soul, Jared. Uh, they, they, they said they were going to take your soul. They ain't taking your fucking soul. <laughs> We were watching that live and you and I laughed so hard because Akib was all intense and came over and Goff, you could see him smiling and laughing and he was he was loving it. The team still no, he was he was just like, Well, bleep that one out and they were like <laughs> <laughs> We're live, Jared. Like, actually, actually we're on live television. Like, well, you know, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't I know still, if- I still have that I still have that Snapchat saved. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Oh, that was a good night beating the Cowboys in the playoffs. Uh, the, the, you know, I don't know if it's real life content, but I've really enjoyed it. I've, I've watched uh, talking Sopranos, which kind of goes through all the episodes one by one weekly. Uh, the one I, I started today actually was called hot boxing with Mike Tyson. I had no idea that it had been on for so long. And it's basically Tyson. He talks to a lot of fighters, but he also talks to comedians and just different personalities 
where they sit and talk for an hour, hour and a half. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Mike Tyson, he's smoking something. I uh, won't say what it is, but, but he get lets loose and just kind of asks random questions to these guests. Uh, Tyson Fury is one I can't wait to listen to. Uh, that will be fun. So uh, that is, and, it, and it's on video too. It's on YouTube. So you can watch them sitting there. Uh, I'm going to definitely dive into that one a little bit more here soon. Well, yeah, I, I, I watched that one. I watched a few guests, but you know, one of my favorites, you know, when he, in, he interviewed Eminem. I was going to say, yeah. Your favorite, your favorite, oh, uh, my goodness. your favorite uh, genre. Well, maybe he can root for Jared Goff now that, uh, you know, Mr. Detroit is, uh, you know, he, Jared Goff's going to be in Detroit and, uh, you know, Eminem, Eminem can pull for him. Um, but yeah, I got to tell you, Sam, I, I'm obsessed with podcasts. That's all I listen to now. I, it's crazy. It's pretty ridiculous. I'll I know even it's watch- annoying. It's annoying as fuck. <laughs> because even when, even when we're hanging out, you have one in your ear. Not no, I, I have one like, in, but it I, I you have one in your ear like a fucking douchebag, like you're in the fucking stock market or something. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about stock. I know that's been a big week for the stock market, but I I no no no. I, I don't no, no thank you. Now it's all it's all looks. <laughs> it's all looks. I mean, come on. The my, my guys at work, they tell me that I look like I'm working for the secret service because I have kind of the earpiece that hangs down. Uh so they'll walk by <laughs> me and they'll always be like, Oh, Mr. President, Mr. President, uh, he's secure. And I'm like, shut up, shut up. I'm just listening to some sports talk. Oh boy. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah. Check out that pod. Uh, it, it's pretty good. I'm going to, I'm going to do a little bit more about it too. Um, okay. You haven't been here in a while. Um, the Super Bowl. First of all, Tom Brady does it again. And I know it's not all him. Tom Brady's going to his 10th Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes to his second consecutive Super Bowl. Um, we're looking at the greatest quarterback in NFL history against somebody who's the most talented and probably projected to be one of the best that's ever played the position playing in the Super Bowl. Uh, what do you make of this, Sam? Not only Mahomes going back, but Brady back again, and just this great matchup that we're going to see, uh, on Sunday. Well, dude, as far as quarterbacks go, it's daddy goat versus versus mini goat. (laughs) But uh, my heart says Tom Brady, but I I don't think he can pull out another Super Bowl against the Chiefs. I realistically, you can't you can't stop Mahomes. You're not you're not going to stop that offense, and Mm -hmm. off a two weeks rest too. No, I thought the 49ers last year were, were built a little bit more defensively to slow down the Chiefs, and they did just that. I, I, I think the Bucks have some good defensive players. That middle linebacker, Devin White, is a stud. But, yeah, stopping the Chiefs, they look so scary against the Bills last week. Um, Travis Kelsey, 13 catches. Tyreek Hill breaking off all kinds of stuff. I mean, they started slow, and they still looked like they didn't skip a beat. Andy Reid, uh, Colin plays alongside of Eric Bieniemy. I mean, that offense looks unbelievable. I think Tampa has to keep it under – what? What do you think? Under 35 for a chance to win? I don't know, man. They got to they got to keep the Chiefs under. I'm gonna say 28 or under. If the Chiefs if the Chiefs score 28 or under, then Tampa Bay can win the game. 28 or under. Mm, 
That's yeah. interesting. No, that's it's a possibility. I'm a, here, here's my prediction, and you tell me what you want with it. Uh, you don't have to agree or whatever. Uh, I think the Bucks win this game. I don't know why. I, I it, it it doesn't stand a logic. I think the Chiefs are the better overall team, uh, better coach team. Um, but there's something about that guy, number twelve, Tom Brady. I think the Buccaneers win this football game. I am gonna say thirty-three to 31 the bucks by two points over patrick mahomes and the kansas city chiefs that's that's what i got what do you got um, kansas city 38 tampa bay 31 38 31 seven point game uh patrick mahomes wins his second consecutive super bowl i like that um if if Tom Brady loses this game, Sam, does that does that do anything to his legacy? Because he will drop to six, what it would be six and four, in Super Bowls. Uh, me personally, anybody that goes to ten Super Bowls, I don't think can have their uh, <laughs> their legacy tarnished. But uh, what are your thoughts on that? If he have, if he drops to six and four, it does nothing. He got he <clears throat> he went to. He went to another team and instantly got to a Super Bowl. Yeah. That just shows how great he is. Uh-huh. And I know it's not just him, but that team didn't even make the playoffs, correct? The season no. before? They haven't been to the playoffs in seven years, I want to say. Yeah. So use your head, use logic. Yeah. There's something about it that doesn't quite add up. Tom Brady's 43 and just wants to play, just wants to win football games. He just wants to keep playing. And it's crazy to me, but man, he, he does it, Sam. He, he just keep, keeps doing it. And I love watching both of these guys compete. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, my two football numbers, 12 and 15 from back in the day, uh, you know, quality quarterbacks, I must say so for myself. What do you like? What do you got? Cigarette back there? What are you lighting up like Mike Tyson? Oh, yeah. Hot boxing with Sam Hersenla. Hey. <laughs> uh, let me see. What else, Sam? What else? Uh, uh, oh, what was my question? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, this is the first Sunday without football. I mean, we got a game next week, but how weird was this? We got, we got eight more months of this uh, after next week. You're going to be okay? I don't know if I'll be all right. This is, this is nonsense, man. I had no reason to go anywhere this weekend, which is bullshit. <laughs> right as things open up in California a little bit? Football should be year-round. I know. I was digging that uh, American Allegiant. Or was it? What was that? I was, I was digging that American Alliance of uh, Football or whatever last year, the AAF. I was digging that, like, uh, you know, minor league football season that's going on in the spring. I thought that was pretty cool. What are you doing? You're dropping stuff everywhere. What's just going on in here? You can't hold still for five minutes. Sam's dropping his phone. He's unplugging. My apologies. Oh, your, your people are trying to listen to you. They don't care about me. They do they care, care about, about you. you. And you're... They don't care about me immaculate immaculate podcast 
Immac- I would not say it's immaculate. That is for darn sure. You cannot say that. What are you doing? You keep moving. Anyway, so I'm trying to get back. Back to what? Uh, guys, I'm sorry for the dead air. This guy's killing me. You can't focus for five seconds. Okay, you put me on mute. Now you're not on mute. Yeah, are you there? I'm here. Baker okay. Mayfield, this is the problem. We only got a couple more minutes. What do you want to talk about? Nothing? Not, nothing really. Let's, let's let's talk about work. Let's talk about fake people at work. Fake people, yes. Oh, how about this? You talk to me about fake people at work. Okay, I'll let you lead off. So everybody is a different person when they're at work, correct? Yeah, and they probably should be. Yeah, because it's knowing. Oh, hang on. It's knowing your audience. Mm -hmm. So when people are at work and Yes. What? What about the, yes, I see you. What about people at work? Okay. Here's what I'll say. You, you texted me this not too long ago and you were like, yeah, people at work, people have a, a work voice. People have a tone. And I was like, yeah, I totally get that. Like you don't talk. And I'm not even talking about like, like for instance, using, um, profanity or whatever. I'm not just talking about that. Sometimes the tone of voice is completely different in your work environment than you are outside of work. And it could be as soon as you get in the car to go home. It could be as soon as you get home, your, your tone of voice is just different. I remember seeing dad at work when he took us in when we were kids. And I was like, he's a completely different person here. It's very, very weird. So for you, when you walk in the door at work, are you very much, do you turn into this like gentleman instantly, uh, very different from what we see on the podcast? Yes, (laughs) I have to. Um, Everybody has their work voice. They have, you know, I can be in my personal life. I can be like, fuck this, fuck that shit. Like, fuck man. And then like when I, that first call that I get in on uh, when I, that first call that I get when I get into work in the morning. I, Hi, this is Ham Hersma. How can I how can I help you? <laughs> you know, because it's no it's knowing your audience, man. Mm-hmm. It's 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 all about it's all about like you know like falling in line to a point, but that's something that the new generation doesn't understand. Well, no, there, there's yeah. definitely a, t- a time and a place for everything. Yeah, you have to, you have to work. You have to work. You have to be a different person at work. You have to be a different person at home. It's well, just yeah, how it is. Yeah, you're playing the game. You got to play the game too. And that is one thing, like I remember an umpiring that was just, it was, oh, it was always killing me. You could never say what you truly wanted to say. And it didn't happen that often, but you had to bite your tongue or whatever. Like most people have to do at work or when you're told something repeatedly uh, by someone who's already told you something, you can't, 
You can't say how it's almost like a relationship uh, at work. You have a relationship at work. Uh, however, in relationships, you end up fighting a little bit more. And if in a work situation, you might get in trouble, you might get disciplined or whatever the case is. But in a relationship, uh, it might just be on and you say, you know what? I'm right about this. I'm going to say what I want to say. And then there's times in relationships too, you say what you want to say and it's like, oh, I just made that worse. So um, yeah, in work, there's a professionalism. I'm fortunate, like I wear a uniform. So for me, when I put the uniform on, that is like a transition for me. Okay, it's work mat time. Even if I'm not at work yet, I'm driving to work. So anybody I come across, they see the work uniform, they see the logo. And much like we learned at Real Hondo Prep, you always remember who you're representing especially when you're wearing the logo of your company or whatever, because that can always come back uh, to get you in some form or another, you know? Yeah. You carry yourself in a certain way. Like someone's always watching. And I did listen to that podcast with uh, Mr. Chris Horton. It was great. Oh, really? <clears throat> yeah. I listened to it. It was, it was a good, it was a good podcast. I, I miss that man. He's, he's a, a lot better man than I'll ever be. <laughs> but you know, you you always but <clears throat> everything from Rihanna Prep, especially and especially from Mr. Chris Horton, I learned a lot from him. It, it, it's it's always about how you carry yourself, mm -hmm. and <clears throat> it was like being on those trips. You know, like we'd 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 have we'd have what 60 kids 60 kids waiting in line to go into a hometown buffet and the first instinct would be like if somebody walks in like no 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 you go you go in front of us you know? yeah and then it's and then it's always you know you if we are if we stayed in the hotel which was very rare by the way and if we stayed in the hotel it was leave the place better than you found it mm-hmm yeah, all kinds of little lessons that you carry with you. I couldn't tell you all the things we learned in a literature class, but I do know, uh, again, how you behave in a class, how you behave when you're out. You always remember who you're representing. Leave it better than you found it. All those, all those lessons that are so important. And and I think I echo your your sentiment about Mr. Horton, Sam. Where, uh, you know, we didn't always get along or agree. I think anyone who's been around Mr. Horton has could kind of say that. You know, we we bashed heads at times and disagreed on things. But there was ultimately a respect there uh, and, and a, a care for, for you as a person and, and growing as a young adult. And so, yeah, I, I, I truly admire the man. And I was very happy he came on the podcast and, and that you gave a listen to him. It was a lot of fun hearing him. That was great. It, 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 was, a, it was a really good podcast, man. I'll, I'll give you that. And actually talking about like First Mount Zion and I still remember going there and like, it, it, man, it was, it brought it, that, that podcast alone took me back. Right. And yeah. I, I'm great. I'm grateful for everybody in Rohana prep. I'm grateful for Mr. Horton, even though, you know, <laughs> we did not, we did, <laughs> we did not agree most of the time. And I was, I was, I was kind of a prick most of the time, but anyways, who, who would be maybe a, a person or two that you'd like to have uh, on here as a guest? And it doesn't even have to be 
someone from care Rio, just uh, who, who, who's somebody or somebody who's been on before that you want to hear again. I mean, you got anyone that comes to mind? Um, not to take away from any other, any other leader at Rahano prep, because they were all amazing. They all, they all did great things for me as an individual, even though I'd never admitted it until now, <laughs> but the person who had the most effect on me was Mr. Dan Kirby. Yes. He, he, I would love to sit down with that man and, and talk with him and, or listen to a conversation that you guys are having, like anything that man has to say, he taught, he taught music, but realistically, he taught you more about life than mm. anybody can ever realize. No one could quite throw a uh, a conductor stick like like him, right? When he'd get angry, <laughs> wasn't he the best? Well, snapping it, and, that, and that's why I loved him because he was real. Mm -hmm. He was real. He would. He would. I, I remember. I remember when we when we would. He would he would throw things. He'd get he'd get pissed at us. He would <laughs> he would do he would do everything. He'd be like Sam, why can't you why can't you do this? What's so hard about this? What's so hard about this? And, I, and I, I'd I'd go and like go into my percussion move, movements, and I'd be like, uh, uh, I don't understand. And he'd be like, just do it, just do it. He'd get angry. He'd get mad. He and he'd make you do it. He'd like he'd be in your face about it. But then he'd he would also be the type of person like. When it came time, I'll never forget this moment when, when it came time to vote. And some of us were 18, we, we actually could vote. And he was just like, don't ever, and he was like, don't, basically, this is your right as an American. Mm. I'm not gonna tell you what to vote about. I'm not gonna tell you who to vote for. I'm not gonna tell you anything but this is your right as an American and you, you need to vote. Mm -hmm. And, but the, it, it was the way he actually said it. That was, I, I'm yeah. not, I'm not doing it justice. No, it no, way, I hear you. Yeah. It was the way he actually said, it. it's not like today. It's not, it's not like today's society when like celebrities <laughs> are telling you, you need to vote. No, this man was sitting up there. He was getting, he was getting a little tear in his eye and, yeah. and, and it, it, it was amazing. I would love to hear that man talk anytime. Oh, truly special man. And yeah, he could turn bright red and be mad at you and then put his arm around you and laugh with you the next, you know, in the next second. Uh, he, he really did care about his students and, and especially uh, the art of music. He, he could play different instruments. He was wonderful. And you know, what's interesting, Sam, it's so weird you mentioned him because I actually texted him this morning, said, Hey, Mr. Kirby, what do you think about coming on the podcast? I had texted him back in like August or September and he said they were getting school stuff ready. So it was a little, it was a little tough to, to do that. But uh, I was surprised when I heard back from him today. He said he's recovering from heart surgery, he just had heart surgery. And uh, I said, I am so sorry uh, that I asked you. I had no idea. So uh, from what I could tell in, in our short text message, he seems to be doing well and uh, recovering just fine. But uh, for anyone out there uh, who knows Mr. Dan Kirby, I'm sure he could use a, a text or a message or 
just some some communication saying uh, you're thinking of him, you're praying for him, or or whatever the case is. So uh, well wishes to Mr. Dan Kirby, one of my favorite teachers as well, Sam. So that kind of caught me off guard today, and it's just interesting you mentioned his name as someone you'd like to hear come on. I I, I would like to have him on here uh, very soon as well. Well, you just got me in the feels, man. <laughs> you kind of you kind of caught me off guard a little bit there too, but yeah, I'm wishing. Yeah. May a speedy recovery and and uh, let him know he did it. He did a lot for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope he hears this, and we got to have him on. And 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 when I do have him on, I have, I might have you uh, sneak in a little here and there. You know, surprise surprise guest Sam Hersema for a few minutes because that yeah, playing music. I had no idea what I was getting into, and he was so influential in me learning not just the trumpet but music, and then just. Uh, every time I see him down at Kara, I'm sure you as well walk in there and he's always just like, Matt, where's your trumpet? Sam, hey, where's your drums? Like, hey, let's go. Let's get let's get playing, right? He's always ready to, yeah. to start playing music. <laughs> yeah, la- la- actually, last time I was there was the, uh, last time I talked to him was the, uh, when Rio played Arroyo. What was that, last uh, two years ago? Last year? Uh, yeah. 42 nothing, right? Yes, forty-two. Nothing correctly. I walked up to him. He was, he was still, he was still there in front of the pet band, and it's like Sam, Sam. I'm dying right now. (laughs) I'm dying right now. Get up there. (laughs) I need someone with some rhythm. Come help me. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) he was great. (laughs) Oh boy, I would love. He and I. Every time I saw him, he was always talking about playing, like getting a little band together and playing, and you know, could be anything, little brass band or whatever small group uh uh i i always see him at the circus him and mr clavenger in that little tent it's 100 degrees and they're playing the uh, the keyboard and the drums uh drinking their snapples in between shows and uh man just so many great memories with mr dan kirby i heard he was one heck of a football player too the nice man that he is i heard he was just a monster so i would like to go back in time and and see that for sure well i'd like to just hear him talk about it he, he was a he's a very humble person so he really he doesn't really talk about stuff like that but i'd, li- I'd like to hear it from a uh, what is it a, a first uh, a main source a first first source or whatever whatever the hell it's called a main i don't know <laughs> you, you you caught you caught you caught me off guard with with a, the whole um He's having, he's having heart. He just got out of heart surgery. Heart surgery. Yeah. Yeah. No. Didn't mean to do that, but you brought up his name and I said, well, it's funny you mentioned his name because I just t- chatted yeah. with him. Yeah. You're an asshole. Thanks. <laughs> That's not my fault. <clears throat> Don't put this on me. Okay. So I got the bucks. You got the chiefs. Uh, we both slept on the Rams trade. We feel okay about it now. Um, we and we both want Mr. Dan Kirby on the podcast here uh, when he recovers. So, all in all, pretty good, pretty good comeback, I think, after a month hiatus, Sam. Yeah, it was okay. Other than that, a uh, few minutes where I was incapacitated. But yeah, what were you doing? Walk, walking around, around your apartment or whatever. I was smoking a cigarette. Okay, I saw that. Yeah, I, I was really. I was enjoying our conversation. I wanted to enjoy a cigarette with you. You know, my brother. 
Oh, don't put don't put this on me. Oh, not my brother. Oh yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that today. Uh, you know how to lay it on thick, that's for sure. You always know how to like. I was caring about my family. Like, what people are, what are you doing? It's like Sam, you've never cared about your family in thirty-two years of life or whatever. <laughs> that, that, uh, that's incorrect. I care about you when it's convenient. When it's convenient. No, no, no. You're absolutely right. Sam is all about convenience. He will he will do anything for you when it's convenient for him. <laughs> hey, I know you got a girlfriend now. Uh, two weeks till Valentine's Day. Are you ready? Speaking oh, of God. Con- <laughs> speaking of convenience. <laughs> no, I, I have an out. I have an out of that because Fred's birthday is February 15th, which is a Monday. So I really have to celebrate with my friend on his birthday. That's the day after. Yeah, but it, but it's a Monday. <laughs> you can only get out of this stuff for so long. You can, <laughs> you have no, Christmas. She, no, she, does, she doesn't care about stuff like that. She oh, doesn't. yeah. Okay. Says every woman ever. Oh, I don't care about that. Okay. She really, no, dude she really doesn't like this has been this has been a good a good relationship this is this is i think she might be the one then (laughs) when it when it when it comes down to like christmas and stuff she doesn't she doesn't care she just wants to know like i I got her a damn i got her a damn soccer ball some shampoo and um some hot sauce and some other things and it was like inside jokes between us but it was like cheap it was great I didn't spend a shit ton of money and she made me a tree, which is still up by the way. Oh, I love it. <laughs> All yeah. I can say, Sam, is it's early. <laughs> it's, it's early. Okay, let's see what happens here. She's from a communist country. <laughs> I am a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> well, pretty soon America might be one as well. So who knows? <laughs> No. Oh my goodness. This is, this is always fun. Thanks for chatting with me. Glad we got to do it. Let's try to do this on Sundays. We've chatted about it before. I know you got things going on Sundays. I do as well, but let's try to get this episode out so that uh, our, our listeners have something to listen to on Monday between the Hersema brothers. Well, I will be there next Sunday. So, oh. well, I haven't even asked you yet, but I'm going to be there next Sunday. I'm telling you. <laughs> You don't have to ask me anything. You just yeah. show up. You know that. Yeah. Super Bowl. I plan, on, I plan on spending the Super Bowl there and uh, sleeping over and going to sleep and going to work the next morning. And there better be so, an omelet ready, Matt, in the morning. Yeah, I know how you work. Yeah. If there isn't, if there is not breakfast ready in the morning, I'm gonna castrate you. <laughs> oh shit! Sam is not needy at all. Not at all. Well, as long as you make one of your uh, world famous. Fried egg sandwiches at about, uh, I don't know, 10 p.m. or whatever, then uh, we'll be good to go. That's I okay. can't promise that, but okay. <laughs> we'll see. Well, we'll stock it all up. It'll be fun next week. Uh, Tampa Bay Bucks, 33-31. Uh, no, what did I say? 32-30? 33-31 is what I said. 33-31, and you say 38-31. So, uh, and with the Chiefs winning. So, we'll Chiefs. see what happens next Sunday night. I'm trying to think how we're going to do this. We probably have to record during the game and then just say, hey, we'll see what happens or before the game. And then we'll talk about the Super Bowl the, the next week. That's my thought because if we watch Super Bowl together, we probably won't be in a good shape to record afterwards. That's just my thought. 
well, we don't have a loser in this game, so we might be able to <laughs> we, we might be able to get it done. But you know, you we'll see know. what happens. Well, I'll see you next Sunday, my brother. Thanks for recording with me. Have a good rest of your night. It's still pretty early, so uh, cheers and uh, enjoy the rest of the weekend. Cheers. I'll see you guys later. Thank you very much, Brother Sam Hersema, for joining me on the podcast. It's been a month, but we were able to get in an episode uh, as we start a new month here in January. Excuse me, not in January, but in February. Uh, looking forward to the Super Bowl with you on Sunday. I'm not sure when we're going to get our podcast out. We may have to do uh, our recording next week before the Super Bowl and uh, and then probably uh, recap the game the following week. But anyway, that's kind of the plan for now. We'll see what happens. We will... Uh, We'll play it by ear, but thank you for joining me, Sam. It was a blast, and uh, yeah, I look forward to chatting with you again very, very soon next week. Well, guys, that will kick off our Monday episode, uh, our week of episodes here on the podcast, our first episode of February. Appreciate you guys joining me today or whenever you're listening. Uh, always fun to uh, try out some new things, some new topics. Appreciate you guys listening to Suds with Studs as we honored uh, the late Senator John McCain. If you have any suggestions about the Suds with Studs segment where we talk about some heroes, uh, please let me know. You know how to reach us. Reach out to me. Just a, a name, maybe a brief description always helps. It can be somebody you know. It can be a historical figure. Whatever the case is, uh, we like to do this and we want to try to continue doing this as we move forward. Well, Wednesday, we will be joined by the one and only Bill Barnes, the retired police officer. He joins us every single Wednesday and uh, he'll have plenty to say about current events. We'll make some Super Bowl official predictions uh, with Bill Barnes and uh, just hear about some of the crazy things that have been going on already here in the past few weeks. Uh, or the past week, I should say, since we talked to Bill. Uh, plenty to talk about. If you have any questions or content, whatever you want to send Bill Barnes, try to get that in ASAP because uh, I will probably be recording with Bill Barnes late on Monday night or early Tuesday morning. So don't hesitate to reach out to the Get Home Safe podcast regarding uh, the, the, uh, the legendary Bill Barnes as he is here every single Wednesday. And we wouldn't have it any other way. If you do want to reach out to the Get Home Safe podcast, there's plenty of ways to follow our podcast. Our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at Yahoo. Send us an email. Reach out to us through social media. Uh, A lot of options available to you out there. You can also send us a voice message. If you look in the episode notes, there are some links there. Follow those and hear your voice on the Get Home Safe podcast, just like you hear from us Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We'll have another uh, random guest for you guys on Friday. Hopefully, you guys tuned in last Friday to hear from Chris Horton, the senior pastor of Cary Youth Church and the president of Cary Youth League. That was a lot of fun. Got some great feedback on that. So uh, if you haven't already, go check that one out, as well as all of the episodes that are available from our previous episodes on the Get Home Safe podcast. Plenty of content, and uh, we definitely want to continue to put out more and more episodes weekly. And uh, guys, if you have any suggestions on who you'd like to have on the program, who you'd like me to interview or talk to, by all means, reach out. Uh, It doesn't have to be somebody that I know. And if you want to hear from someone again, maybe who we had on the program before, definitely uh, let me know. I'm I'm, I'm open to all suggestions, guys. You know where to reach me. 
uh, questions, content, uh, you know, no pride here. You guys reach out, talk to me, and we'll talk about those things here on the podcast. I am uh, an open book and ready to uh, share content and uh, share discussions and topics and all kinds of stuff. Anyway, enough for me. Bill Barnes awaits us in two days on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. Be sure to join us then as well as our mystery guests on Friday that I will tell you about at the end of our episode with Bill Barnes on Wednesday. All right, guys, have a great west rest of your week. We will talk to you again on Wednesday. But guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe. Thank you.